I'm Leanne Lord, and this is Human Story. Dale McGowan went to an atheist convention and found a movement that's quickly becoming more human and more interesting than ever before. This is the second episode in a series of conversations with non-religious people at that event. I went to a convention, American Atheists in Atlanta, Easter weekend. Put my mic in front of 22 fantastic, interesting people. And a few weeks ago, I shared some of their thoughts about how a secular perspective changes the experience of life. But I had other questions. One of them was this. If you used to be religious, is there anything you miss about it? Now, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, I would not have asked that question. Or if I had, I'd have gotten very different answers. We were in a different place back then as a movement. And I think most people would have said some version of, what do I miss? Not one damn thing. Are you kidding? What kind of question is that? Whenever I'd suggest in a talk or a workshop or a blog post that some non-religious people might still find some ritual satisfying or meditation or some other thing that religion has done. I received exactly that kind of outraged reply. When someone who left the church but still feels the pull of community, for example, creates an experiment like Sunday Assembly, somebody would always howl, we don't do that. I once read an article in a Freethought magazine titled, Why Seculars Don't Sing. Something about group singing representing unthinking assent to an idea. The author didn't say, why I don't sing. He didn't even argue why seculars shouldn't sing. He made a claim of fact that was not true. One of the real pleasures of being neck deep in the non-religious community at the moment is how quickly the conversation is growing up. Not that it isn't still fun to throw tomatoes at bad religion, but we're also talking a lot more about building our own place. And that includes picking through the ruins of religion to see what still has human value. We've gotten so much better at recognizing that not everything religion has touched is now permanently unsuitable for human consumption. Good thing, too, since religion has touched nearly everything. And part of finding those worthwhile things involves asking why people go to church in the first place. It turns out it isn't mostly about God or heaven. If religion did nothing but scare people into giving money or doing as they're told, or comfort them with fables, or validate innate hatreds, I wouldn't bother looking for anything to borrow. But we're finally getting beyond these half answers to recognize benefits that might actually be worth a good think. One such benefit came out in a landmark Harvard, Wisconsin study. Other studies had suggested that churchgoers are happier than non-churchgoers by several life satisfaction measures. But this one actually dug in to ask why that might be. It turns out there's another important variable. Churchgoers are happier than non-churchgoers only if they have significant friendships in the congregation. As the number and significance of the friendships increase, so does life satisfaction. 
and those who attend church regularly but have no strong connections to others in the congregation show less life satisfaction than non-churchgoers. Now there's something worth noticing. Chayun Lim, one of the lead researchers, put it this way, Life satisfaction is almost entirely about the social aspect of religion rather than the theological or spiritual aspect. People are more satisfied with their lives when they go to church because they build a social network within their congregation. We think it has to do with the fact that you meet a group of close friends on a regular basis and participate in certain activities that are meaningful to the group. At the same time, they share a certain social identity. The sense of belonging seems to be the key to the relationship between church attendance and life satisfaction. Theology is less important to most churchgoers than these other benefits. In many cases, they attend despite the theology. Only 27% of church-going U.S. respondents in a Gallup poll even mentioned God when asked for the main reason they attend church. Most people go for personal growth, for guidance in their lives, to be encouraged, to be inspired, or for the community and fellowship of other members. These, not worship, are the primary needs fulfilled by churches. And there's the problem. Those who've left church didn't just leave the God bits behind. They left the rest as well, including some things that were really satisfying to them. So in the category of, you don't know what you've got till it's gone, you can sometimes get even better answers by asking former churchgoers what they miss about church. A Google search for phrases like, I miss about church, and I liked most about church, doesn't turn up a lot of people missing God. Mostly, they're missing exactly what the Harvard-Wisconsin study said they were getting out of it in the first place. Community, connection, purpose, inspiration, personal growth, support. Listen to some of these online replies. What I miss about church is the feeling of community. I always left feeling inspired to be a better person. The only thing about church I miss is the instant community support. I miss the opportunity to have a good sing. I miss joining with others to do good. I miss the feeling of belonging that I had. I miss the feeling of connection and common purpose. I miss feeling a part of something greater than myself. The fellowship and feeling of community is the only thing I miss about church. So I decided to bring that same question to the Atheist Convention in 2022. And one word came up more than any other to describe what they miss about church. Community. Kind of the community. Community is the most important thing about religion. Community. Yeah, the thing is common answer is just the sense of community. Just the sense of community. Instant community. One thing I miss is just a ready-made community. The community aspect of it, I think, is, is the biggest thing from religion that is what I miss most. The community is the most important thing about religion. They are so successful at building communities. If I want to meet people, meet people my age, meet people to be in relationships with or to build communities with, or friendships and go to parties with, 
it's so easy in a church to just go there, here's the youth group or here's the friend group of your age. You can just go to them, you meet 30 people and they're all going to be really wel- welcoming and come up and talk to you and be like, hey, you want to go to this game next week? You can do those huge communities instantaneously and you're connected to everywhere in the state of every kind of group you want. But in the atheist community, that's like completely gone. It's so hard to find a community of atheists that you can go up to and be like, yeah, we'll go introduce you to these other friends and you can build this other community and here's all these events you can go to. You just can't find that. Even in the largest atheist communities in Minnesota, the Minnesota atheists, the uh, humanists of Minnesota, they're mostly elderly people. You can't find a lot of young people in those groups. You can't find young atheist groups of people to hang out with and go to music with and to party with. It's just, it's so isolating to be an atheist in these communities, which is something I hugely miss about religion is that there is that community of very accepting people who are always willing to hang out with you and talk with you. And it's not as, because you have that shared ideology, uh, it's very easy to go up and start conversations and be relatable to people, which is something that is much harder as an atheist. One thing I miss is just a ready-made community, uh, particularly growing up in the uh, in North Carolina in the, the buckle of the Bible Belt. Religious diversity where I'm from is like, what kind of Baptist are you? The advantage to that is, I, you know, I could go anywhere and just, uh, you know, meet people and like, oh, where do you go to church? And instant community, instant network to plug into. As, as uh, a secular person, you know, I've had to be more intentional about finding communities or trying to build communities. And so I think the communities I have found have been better. But I do miss um, the benefit of just having a ready-made community. I don't hold any animosity towards my former church or uh, friends. I, on the contrary, have good memories. Um, a bunch of gr- great group of people. Um, and we went out. We went outside of church. We'd go see movies. We'd go play, you know, rock band back when that was that was a thing at you know each other's house. And we just goof off and have a good time. Um, I don't have that anymore. Uh, so I miss that. I'd love to have a group of atheists near me that we could do that with. Um, but in my area, that's not an option. Belonging and community aren't just religious things. They're human things that religion has addressed. And just like charity and the search for meaning and meditation and comfort in times of loss and all sorts of other valuable things. We need to help each other find ways to satisfy that need to connect with others, if they have it. I never in my life had an itch for anything resembling a church community. I'm closer to the archetype of the people who started this movement, an introverted, science-minded loner. That's why it was easy for me and for them to walk away from that benefit of religion. But one of the healthiest things we can realize is that as this demographic grows, we are less and less representative of the average American non-believer. The key is to stop trying to identify one way to be non-religious. We have to give each other the freedom to find what we need, even if we find it by adapting something that was formerly religious. This question is not all about community. Sometimes it's much simpler like acceptance. I miss having acceptance by religious family members. I miss, like, looking at 
people's Facebook page and they're all praying to God and on their Facebook, well, God's like this, God is so good, you know, and I miss sort of being in that mindset because I can't get that back because <laughs> it's not real. But it's like, it's like believing in Santa Claus. <laughs> not everyone is going to solve these post-religious human needs in the same way. I used to be much more allergic to some of the solutions people find, some spiritual practice or ritual or way of seeing the world that makes me roll my inner eye. But the truth is, it's hard to be human, and religion was partly born as a way to fix that. When it failed, we walked away. But the problem is still there. I'm just glad we're finally having a better conversation about that. Dale McGowan is the author of several books related to non-religious life, including Parenting Beyond Belief and Atheism for Dummies. He lives in Atlanta. That was episode 11 of Human Story, a podcast exploring the human experience from a secular point of view, one story at a time. Special thanks to American Atheists and their executive director, Nick Fish, for making this series of conversations possible. Each episode, I'll bring you a different storyteller, one secular person sharing what it's like to be one of 7 billion living, feeling, thinking human creatures temporarily awake on a minor planet. So what's your story? If you have a secular perspective, a good story, and a gift for telling it, go to onlysky.media slash submissions to submit an idea for an episode of your own. We're especially interested in post-religious stories, stories about life after you're done grappling with religion. Give us a glimpse of what it's like to live in your head and see the world through your eyes. That's onlysky.media slash submissions. Human Story is a production of Only Sky Media, a home for journalism, storytelling, and opinion, serving the growing community of the religiously unaffiliated. Visit us online and add your voice to the conversation at onlysky.media and subscribe to the Human Story podcast on the service of your choice. Thanks for listening. I'm Leanne Lord. See you next time for Human Story. Human Story.